we are back with another episode of Boss Your Business. And today we are back in Australia. I have right here with me Susan Kohlberg, which I had to actually train your last name before we started recording the podcast. I'm like, this is so close to the German. Now let's try to actually do this with an English accent. Oh, how would you say it in German? I'm curious now. I would spell it with a K and then it's Kohlberg. Oh, so it's like, I'm like, I still have the whole sometimes in there a little bit where it's like, no, this is supposed to be English, not German. So, yeah. So for anybody that does not know Susan yet, Susan is an author and coach who helps Suzanne. (laughs) Okay. Suzanne. Suzanne, with the actual A, with the actual A. See, guys, for everybody that does a podcast, do me a favor. Don't embarrass yourself like I do. Just ask your guest beforehand how to pronounce it right. Oh, people always ask me and still say Susan. I'm never offended. But the reason I interrupt is because my people, when they listen to it, it's like, why did you just listen to Susan for like 45 minutes? I'm like, okay, next person, I will will get in there. (laughs) It's all good. Suzanne. And I should be better because nobody ever knows how to pronounce my name or they make going to Starbucks, grabbing a coffee. It's always Evan rather than Yvonne. So really Evan, that's like a dude's name, isn't it? Or... Yeah, but they don't know how to spell Yvonne. And even when you then spell it, they still spell it E-V-A-N and then turn it into Evan. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up with a friend's mom whose name was Yvonne. So I know how to pronounce it. And, and then I have it. the French writing too. So it's, yeah. So guys, anybody that's listening, do me a favor. Just ask people how to pronounce their name rather than calling them Susan. Well, that's okay. Call them we get Suzanne. used to it. <laughs> hey, at least we got it out right away, right? Um, Because you also help people, please, which usually I am, which why I should be asking. And you help overgivers over and people pleasers set boundaries and say no, which, by the way, is a full sentence, without feeling mean. And you are known for your straight talking, welcome to the club, and your wacky t-shirts, which you guys are going to see on the thumbnail. And you live in Sydney, Australia with your hubby and two amazing kids. I sure do. Wacky t-shirt. What have I got on today? I didn't even look. So today I think I've got a perfect one for this podcast. Respect my boundaries. Oh, that bunny (laughs) on there is so cute too. Oh my God. Yes. And I think the picture you sent me for the thumbnail um, is the, I was not slim kind of shady. Yep. The slim shady one. I love that one too. Like it makes life so easy though. I'm like, I have my whole branded t-shirts. I have a couple of them. It's like, I don't even have to worry about it. I just grab up one out of the closet and I'm done. Makes life Simple. So and so fun. So miss no bullshit. How did you get here? <laughs> Through a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know something like that is going to go? What's that saying? You teach what you most need to learn so that you Uh can learn it. So I think it's funny when you come across somebody who has really good boundaries, um, it's like, what did you have to go through Uh to get those? Oh, God, yes. So as a premier people pleaser, I am the youngest of four by a significant margin. When I was born, my oldest sister was 17 and 17, 14, 10, and then surprise. So I kind of learnt really early to 
blend in, to not speak up, to just kind of, you know, follow the flow of the family. And I remember my mum always like, oh, Suzanne's just always been such an easy kid and kind of priding myself on not. Yeah. Yeah. And also what we learned growing up was never to ask for anything. And I remember once when I went to someone's house, my mum was at work, my sisters were moved out by then, and I left my drink bottle in the car. And when mum came to get me, I ran out the door. I was like, let's go now. I'm so thirsty. And the lady was like, oh, my gosh, why didn't you ask? And and was like, we don't ask for things. Like that's what we were taught growing up. And it's funny because I have two children of my own now and I live interstate from my family. But a few months ago I sent them down and they had a holiday and they went to my sister's house and my husband had packed them snacks and everything uh-huh. and they wanted pancakes. So they're like, hey, Auntie Kathy, can we have pancakes? And she made them. And then she rings me. She's like, your kids ask for stuff. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, isn't it great? But um, uh-huh. I was like, didn't Jeremy pack them a lunch? And she's like, I don't think so. And I remember ringing my husband because my husband and kids went on went to see the family. I stayed home. It was sweet. Oh, and anyway, to I was yourself. Like, mm-hmm. Didn't you pack them lunch? She goes, yeah, I did. So I asked them and they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't want that. We wanted pancakes. And I just thought that was so great. Like because for me as a kid, oh, my goodness, asking for things. And even my sister was like, they just asked. And I was like, yeah, I know. But, you know, it's it's not a very, it, my life changed when I came across personal development and somebody said at a, at a um, event I went to, people pleasing is a form of manipulation. And I was like, excuse me. And I remember listening to them like, when you have um, like gaslighters, narcissistic, you know, that's overt uh-huh. manipulation. Uh-huh. People pleasing is covert manipulation because you don't want to rock the boat and you want everybody to like you. And I was like, oh, they're right. Like, and then people, they liked me, but did they really like me? Because they didn't know me at all. Like, no, they don't. Because... They only know a version of me that I let them see. Damn. Huh. <laughs> uh, which, which goes along with a conversation that I literally had yesterday with a friend of mine where it's like, same thing people please are not asking for things and no matter if it's in the personal or in the business level and i was like girl i literally challenged her i'm like start asking for things and just little things ask in the office if somebody can grab you a coffee something something easy simple just to get into this habit and building those strategies of asking and i'm like you are taking away first of all the chance for somebody to feel good because they get to help you because it's fun to help somebody, right? You not asking means you are taking away from somebody that enjoyment to be able to help you. Yeah. And second of all, so you are true. also taking away their choice. Your kids, heck yeah. We didn't want the we didn't want snacks that daddy packed me. We wanted pancakes. What's the worst that can happen? Auntie says, says no, no, you have your snacks. <laughs> But yeah, been, and I think in there done that, which is why we probably get along so well. I'm like, yeah. And I think it's mm-hmm. so true because, as you said, if you don't ask, you're taking away the opportunity for someone to help. And yeah. my chance for anyone listening to this, if you recognize yourself or identify as a people pleaser, mm-hmm. you would be the first to offer. Yeah. Oh, let me do this. Let me help. Let me this. But then if you won't turn around and ask in return because you don't want to be a burden, 
What are you oh, saying to the people that God. you're offering to? That that just hit right there. That right there, the whole you don't want to be a burden. Oh, that's 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 my work in progress right now. Where I'm like, yes, I don't want so to you burden don't want to ask you don't want to be a burden, but you're offering. Are you saying other people are burdening you? And it's like, oh, oh my goodness. So, and also, why do we wait until we're burnt out and desperate mm. and at the end of the tether to ask? Like, you know, I remember I was carrying groceries in and I asked Jeremy. And my mum said to me, like, aren't you capable of doing it in your own? I'm like, yeah, totally am, but I don't want to. Like, like he, he's there playing the Xbox. It's not like I'm interrupting his work saying, come home to help me carry the groceries in. Like, that's diva. I get that. But, like, just because I can, if I can, and he could say no. Like, the other day he had to, we've got one car because we live in Sydney and we don't normally need to. Yeah. And it was a really hot day and um, he was going to drop the kids off to school. And anyway, he had to go early. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to walk them in like the belting heat. So I asked a few people, hey, can I drop, can Jeremy drop the kids there on the way to school? They weren't available. They had stuff on. But if I didn't ask the answer, it was always going to be no. So I yeah. didn't feel offended or that they didn't care about me or whatever. I was like, oh, well, slap some sunscreen on, woman. Go for a walk. It's good for you. But, you know, was we can just ask. Yeah, totally worth a try. And sometimes you ask for stuff and they say yes. So... I remember very recently Halloween's not nominally been a big thing in Australia, but the last few years it has been. And my daughter's nine and she goes, I want to go trick-or-treating with my friends. And I was like, is there going to be an adult with you? And she's like, yeah, sure. So I went, dropped her off, met the mum, got the phone number. She said, yep, I'll take Xanthi. I was like, sweet. Walking along with my son and he's like, my legs are tired. And we just happened to come past a house of a friend from school. They're like, hi, Casimir. And she, the mum heard and said, do you want to leave him here? He can hand out candy with us found myself inadvertently child-free. So I said to Jeremy, quick, let's go to a restaurant that doesn't serve chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that too well. It's, yeah, I've always been been paying attention to other people. Again, no matter if it's business or if it's private. But, yeah, it's like, hey, I want to take you out for dinner. I'm like, hey, I don't want to leave the house. I've been busy. I've been talking to people. I don't want to have to to be nice to a server. I love server. I love hospitality, oh, guys. Don't do not yes. jump into the comment section and bash me. I've been a server myself long enough. <laughs> but it's like some days you just don't want to deal with people. And all I did was like, I don't. I don't want to put my face on. I don't want to have to jump in a car. I don't want to deal with people that I don't know. Would love to spend time with you, but how about we just stay at my place? He got his, I got mine. Perfect. And it's like yes. learning this, that saying what you want doesn't mean the other person doesn't get what they they want. It just yes. means they can adjust their wants to your wants and you can find a middle ground or you can say, hey, I'll see you, see you next week when you get your shit back together and we can go out. I think there's so much freedom in that. Like, so say, for example, you get invited to the movies. Hey, Suzanne, do you want to go see Avatar? Thank you for inviting me. Not really a sci-fi fan. What else is showing that you want to see? So it's not just yep. saying no, because sometimes we don't want to offend the other person. But if you say yes, then they're going to keep inviting you to that type of movie. Like, I don't like, I actually do like Avatar, but I don't like the period dramas, like Downton Abbey or that kind of thing. They're just, they're not in my... Yeah, they're not my wheelhouse, but I'd go and see them with my mum because I know she loved them. But it reached a point and I was like, 
is there anything else on that you want to see? Because we watched one. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, she, I'm going to have to ask her later. But I literally fell asleep <laughs> about 10 minutes into the movie. And then she was like, you were snoring. I was like, I was so bored because I don't like the Jane yeah. Austen-y type. You know, just not in my pleasure. But other stuff. And I think sometimes we're so afraid to say no. But then we go along and fall asleep. <laughs> it's probably more rude than if we're like, thanks for inviting me. What else is showing? Or what else could we do? I don't like mini golf, but I like bowling. Yeah. Or, you know, there's other things. You, when we say no to someone and we're worried that we're going to offend them, what they're really asking, are they really asking for that thing or are they asking to spend time with you? And if you're available for that, as you said, if you are, if you're tired, like someone said to me, they wanted to do something tonight, it's Friday. And I'm like, I'm knackered. It's been a week. Uh, after the Christmas holidays, I'm totally down for catching up. But this uh -huh. time of year, I'm trying to shove everything oh, yeah. in so I can take time off. So uh, not right now. It's like, cool. Then they can go ask someone else. <laughs> oh, I feel you on that one. It's like I have that with business right now. We are so deep in implementation where some of my, my business associates were like, hey, you want to do this? You want to? I'm like, no. I love you, but no, my calendar is so full right now with book writing and group coaching planning. And I'm like, I, I love you all, but no. Now, What's your book and, about? I'm intrigued. <laughs> I am writing project management with ClickUp. So super, supercharged. <sighs> wait, the title is going to be, oh my God, now you caught me. The title is Supercharge Your Project Management Using ClickUp or with ClickUp, something to that extent. That's so, cool. and that actually interesting story, um, I had to set boundaries where I tell people that I work with straight up, Life happens, things happen, it's all good. Simply do not go MIA on me. Yes. My co-author went MIA on me for a month and a half in the prep, in the prep moment before we even started writing the book. I'm like, my whole Q1 planning is based around the launch of the book and getting this done. And I cannot trust you. So now I'm I'm behind schedule too, simply because getting sick in between and needing to, to crunch out a chapter a week to meet our deadlines. But again, this is now my fault. And just setting those boundaries because again, so much on my business and my planning and the promotion, all the things that are happening around it is built around those dates where it's like, I needed to set the boundaries because it's impacting my business so much that here we are with a crazy Q4 trying to get everything ready, speaking at the ClickUp conference, putting together a group coaching program that launches simultaneously with the pre-announcement of the book. Yeah, I'm like, guys, mm-mm, mm-mm. If there is not stuff that's really interesting to me or you feed me and make my life easy, it's not going to happen in Q4. I love that so much. And the thing is, sometimes we don't see the knock-on effects. Like I had a client recently and she is um, in a business and she needed this stuff by this date because she was going, this is the end of year for us, for Australians, yep. we tend to go on holiday. And the person didn't provide the stuff on time. And I was like, so now you've just got to tell them the consequences of that. 
So yep. I'm not overworking because you didn't toe the line. Like this is, you know, when you're in a business that, you know, you, you're in other people's businesses providing, mm-hmm. you know, VA or executive assistance type services, if you've allocated this lot of time to work on their stuff and they need to have it to you by then and they don't, they miss the window. Like, and sometimes I think sometimes people think, well, I've sport this time. And it's like, yeah, but it needs to be here by then. Like I run a yep. live group coaching program. If you don't turn up for it and the program's over, and it happens almost over. every round, somebody will be like, oh, well, can I transfer to next round? And it was like, if you go to the restaurant, don't eat your food and it gets cold, you don't go, hey, can you give me another meal? Yep. You're like, you you missed out. If you buy tickets to see Beyonce and then you don't actually go, you don't ring up and say, hey, can I have my money back? Like you missed out. And I think sometimes we don't have the boundaries with that in entrepreneurs because we don't enforce them. But it's like I get that life happens and I totally understand, but, you know, no. <laughs> and it's like, I, I also can't blame them for asking if they oh, don't I ask. I never blame answers, anyone for asking. No. 100% um, ask for what you want and then we can negotiate. But yep. don't ask. For, there's a difference between asking for what you want and demanding and oh then getting God, yes. annoyed when you don't get it. And it's like, no, you can totally ask. You can ask me anything, but it doesn't mean I'm going to say yes. Uh-huh. Same with my kids. Ask anything then we'll negotiate. But asking is not the same as getting what you want. And I think that's sometimes where we get a bit messed up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or putting putting yourself in the situation of thinking what your client expects. Again, personal story. Mind we reading. learned over the last couple, couple of uh, months where it's like, my clients have a business too. So when they come with something or I need answers from them and it's an email or it's a click up or whatever it is, it takes them 24 to 48 hours to reply. And I'm in my DM email inbox and replying within an hour. I'm like, what the hell, Evie? What, what are you doing? Why are you dropping everything else? I And they didn't expect me to reply within an hour they are fine with the same kind of timetable. And I'm like, oh yeah, it has taken me a month to finally get into the habit of not jumping at every single email and replying within half an hour. Yeah, that's oh. overgiving and then it's it leads to burnout and resentment. And it's funny, yep. the other day I honestly don't do a lot of DM in my business. I prefer email because it's streamlined, it's all kept together. I don't have to be going, which platform was I talking to this person on? Yep. I'm like, just email me. And anyway, someone DM me on Instagram. I'm new to Instagram. So anyway, I responded. They sent me another one and I'd gone to have a shower and then I was picking my kids up. So I wasn't It was checking. gone. <laughs> and when I came back, though, they'd responded and then question mark, question mark, question mark, and then question mark, question mark, question mark. And I was like, bless and block, because I'm not available. I'm not on call. I left the medical field for a reason. There's oh no, God, no there's no emergencies in coaching. And I figure if they realize that, I don't understand how the blocking of Instagram works. I was the first person I've ever done it with. But they can send me an email and say, and we can have a discussion. And then if they want to go further, we can coach on this. But like if if you're wanting instant responses, I'm not the person for you. Um, and where are you doing that in your life and what, how is that leading to you feeling burnt out and overextended? So as soon as I see question mark, question mark, question mark, I'm like, we're done. Nope. <laughs> no, we, all got, we all got a life. We all got things to do. It's like, oh, yeah, I, mm-hmm, yeah I'm, I'm in there with you. So we've already talked, uh, you already started talking a little bit about workflows and processes. Guys, if you didn't catch it, the whole sending potential clients and clients over, just email me. 
there's a process for you. There's a specific workflow where it's like, okay, I decided I'm not going to be bouncing around in DMs. So my response, my workflow is going to be pop into my email and then we'll respond there. That's a workflow. It can be as simple as that. What other workflows and processes do you have to make your life easy in your business? So I, as I said, I like everything via email, as you said, because then it's streamlined for me. Then I can mark it in terms of how I'm going to respond to it, like have the star system. Uh-huh. So there's, you know, the the most important to do today, I have a list of things and then other things, you know, if I get time to. The other systems I tend to like is I have a spreadsheet for when I like pitch podcasts or um, you're coming up with content ideas and mm-hmm. the like the name of the person, the link to their thing, the date that I sent the pitch, that kind of thing. I have streamlines for that. And um, like onboarding clients into my business. So if somebody signs up for my program, they get an email um, with the you know, thank you for registering. Here's the dates for your diary. Here's the different type of calls that we have. Here's what to expect just so that they um, feel comfortable with it. And yeah. then I don't, I don't do a lot. Like I know some people send a lot of emails. I get overwhelmed by too much communication. So mm-hmm. I send them the basics. Then I send them a reminder just before we begin. And then when we begin, I conduct the program in a Facebook group I open it, I let everybody in at the same time. So they can request to join at any time, but I only let them all in at the same time. Then I begin with a welcome video. This is how it's going to be run down with all the boundaries and expectations. And then if there's ever anybody who's unsure or forgets, I just tag them back in that video. So I'm not re-explaining myself again and again and again because I love coaching. I don't like admin. So I noticed that when people, when our emotions are high, our intelligence Mm -hmm. is low, so sometimes yep. we're like stressed and we're like, when's the next call? And if you message me to say, when's the next call? I don't know off the top of my head. So then I have to go and look and then tell you when it is. And it's like, or oh, you could just look. So it's just kind of framing for people. Mm-hmm. This is how it happens. This is normal. Like I'm not making it bad. I do that too. Like what time was this call this morning? Before we hit record, I was saying um, it's been a moment today, but it's just kind of like reminding ourselves that we have everything that we need. And then when we're stressed, it's common for us to forget or get, you know, um, and just making it really easy. And I have it all in the one place. And some people like, I don't like Facebook, which is, you know, fair enough, but that's where I run my program because it's easiest for me as much as a lot of people moan about it. We all tend to have one. We know our password and if they forget that's them and Facebook's problem, not my problem. I had an external situation before um, I used Kartra and people were like, I don't know my login. I forgot this. And I was like, oh, this is just, Reset tech drives me password. up the wall. Reset password. But it's funny. Everywhere. When we get really stressed, yeah. we tend to ask the person. And like, as I said, I love coaching, but we tend to have surface drama to avoid the deep stuff. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Let's just keep busy. So we don't have to figure out what actually the problem is. Yeah. The call like, times don't work for me. I can't find my password, this, this, this. And it's like, yeah, because this is our subconscious uh-huh. keeping us distracted from oh the God, real yes. stuff. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm just laughing over here because it was, it was probably like three weeks ago, a month ago or something like that. I had a week where everybody asked me simple questions. 
nothing super technical, nothing crazy. And I got so many of those. I was about this close to literally just send them, let me Google that for you links. Have you ever seen those? No, but it's something I'm going so to look for, up now. For, for, everybody, <laughs> for everybody out there, it is hilarious. Do not do it as a business owner if you do not know that your clientele has the same kind of sick humor I have. There is a website called Let Me Google That For You. You type in the question they ask you and it will generate a little video, a little how-to that you can send. It gives you a link, I think, at the end that you can send and that person asking the question will be guided through how to go to Google and Google the damn question. I, I love, love so you much. all. And I tell, I tell my clients, it's like, I don't want my clients to spend hours and hours researching something. That's why they no. have me, but take five minutes, take five minutes, type it into Google and see what you can figure out. If you can't figure out your problem within five minutes on Google, message me. That's what you have yes. me for. But if you come to me with something that takes five seconds to Google, we have a problem. And I think that is so true. And also, too, sometimes people will be like, oh, but it was it didn't you know, it only took five seconds or it was only this well there's twofold one if it only took five seconds then why didn't doing you it yourself do it? is good and, and how two many if everybody in the program does that or every client that you have does that then all you're doing all day is responding and also i run a group program so i'm like available for any coaching in the group don't send it to me email or private because that's for one-to-one -one clients yep. everybody else will benefit from it in the group and chances yep. are someone has the same question but you're just the one with the stones to ask it and everyone's going to appreciate you so yep. much for that because so often we think i'm the only one and then someone says it and you see this nodding around the room and it's just like oh my goodness it's so healing <laughs> or they didn't even know that they have the question they didn't know what they don't know so that's the nice thing about group containers where you are exposed to things that you might not even have thought about. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. So I think, you know, sometimes it's about like putting ourselves out of our comfort zone yep. and yeah. And looking at why is this surface drama coming up? Like, I'm like, I could coach you. I'm, 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 una I'm unavailable for surface drama, like, but the deep drama, let's go. <laughs> You know, when, when the surface drama comes up, you know they're trying to not deal with something. And the thing is, it happens to all of us. For oh, me, yeah. when I'm having my surface drama, I can't even find a link. I'm like, I know the person sent me the link to join the Zoom mm -hmm. call or to join the StreamYard. It's like, I can't find it. And instead of being like messaging them, I literally like, I take a moment, I yep. take a breath, I start again. I close my email, I search for their name, and I'm like, it's going to be here somewhere. And other thing too is making sure I'm available 10, 15 minutes before I get on a recording because sometimes it is a little bit of detective work to find it or have found it when they first thing and add it to my Google Calendar. So that's another system. You're talking about systems I have when because different podcast guests use hosts use different things. You use yep. this StreamYard. Some people use um, Riverside or something. Some people mm -hmm. use Zoom. Some yep. people use Anchor. So it's like me spending a few minutes familiarizing myself with their platform because as the guest, I believe that's my thing to do. And then making sure that my headphones and my microphone and stuff connect to it. 
and then putting the link somewhere. So on the day, because like on the day I might have a few lined up and I don't necessarily have the time, but I know where I'm going because I don't want to be that flaky guest who turns up five minutes late and sweating going, I can't find anything. Like nobody wants to work with them. <laughs> oh, five minutes late is nothing. I had a guest back in the day at, at my old live show. He showed up half an hour late and you've seen mine. It's like when with my guests, you get a Google calendar entry, you get reminders, all the things. I try to make it as simple as possible because it also makes it simple for me. I just look at my calendar. There's the link. I go done. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He, he was, he was half an hour late and I was pretty much done pulling off the show by myself. I'm like, you're lucky. I love you. I knew the deal and we are still joking about it, but it's like, yeah. Um, you already talked about, uh, about a couple of the tools you are using. So you are using Facebook as your hub for the group coaching, mm -hmm. um, from the star system. I know you're using G suite because I do the same thing. You're using G suite, right? With yes, yes. the star system. I'm like, I'm assuming here because I don't yes, think Microsoft yes. has the star system. I don't know, but yeah, like, like star system, yes, like G suite. <laughs> I don't like saying, Microsoft. Um, what, what are the, what are some other tools that you use? Um, I use Zoom for the recording. So mm -hmm. for the call and then I'll stream it into Facebook. So I work with highly sensitive people and introverts, so they're welcome to come into the Zoom room, but some of them prefer to watch it streamed on Facebook and some people can come in the Zoom room with the camera off. I'm personally never insist on cameras on. That's just a, a personal choice. Um, so, and then I have my zoom linked to acuity. So acuity is my booking yep. system where people can book calls and everything. And what I love about it is that it's through Zapier, it zaps one to the other. So when I need to work, I just open zoom the time start meeting. I don't need to be running into my zoom or working out where's what it's just this time, this time, this time for somebody who, you know, and then for my group coaching, I just tend to use the whole, the same link for the whole round. So the clients yep. aren't like, what's the link this week? It's like this round, it is this one for all calls. <laughs> I have I have experienced that because in, in a group coaching program, because it was two different types of calls. Um, one was more of a training, one was more of, of a group coaching mastermind kind of call. And first of all, I never knew which one is which, which one is happening. And then the zoom links were different in between. And I'm like, no, it's too much, too much drama. So I have different types of calls. I also run co-working calls. I run the module training calls and I run the mm -hmm. coaching calls. They're all the same zoom link. And the other thing I set up for the clients is the, is a Google calendar. Yes. So they can overlay my programs calendar to theirs. And then it's just yep. their link time. And it auto does it to their time zone, which is great because I'm in Australia. I have clients in America, mm -hmm. Canada, uh, South Africa, New Zealand, UK. So we are managing a lot of time zones here. And I'm like, just add the Google calendar to your Google calendar and Bob's your uncle. And some people are like, I don't use Google calendar. I'm like, well, I'm not making 5 million other calendars. So here are the times like I've, so I've got, it, they could print it out like an email with the times in their time zone or make life easy for yourself. Click here. So then they have the choice, especially when we start changing times because Australia changes are like a month offset oh, from God. the UK and another month yes. offset from the US and we don't know what day it is. <laughs> and then you have the problem. I'm like, with the U.S., California is changing times, but Arizona is not. Australia Arizona... does that a bit too. Australia has five different time zones at one part of the year and seven at the other because some places go to daylight savings and some places don't. And it's just like, it just makes you want to cry inside. 
I don't, I don't even on one-on-one clients. I don't even take one-on-one clients that are working at Microsoft. You're just making my life too difficult. It's, and not, not just my life where it's like trying to automate things, trying to, to do asset management and everything. It's like, yeah. So I hear you. And it's like, if, if you're not using Google, how do you not use Google calendar? I literally couldn't live without Google calendar. Well, Every, my life happens calendar, in there. Which- is okay, like that's for them. But like, then you can you can find a, a time zone converting service yep. and convert it. And I also say to them, make sure you look up when Australia changes and when your country changes during the round. And invariably, there'll always be somebody each round who misses that, and uh, things are recorded so they can watch the replay. Yeah. But I'm really clear on my onboarding. I am passionate about coaching. I'm not passionate about tech. So here's where the thing is. This is the best way I try. And also run my calls at different times to accommodate the time zones. So I run some in the morning and some in the evening. Um, So there's the US in the morning or UK in the evening. But um, I can't be all things for all people. So sometimes you might be better off in one-on-one. I do do some limited one-to-one coaching. But I think sometimes it's, once again, this surface level stuff. Oh, the call time. Like I know for me, (laughs) the call time doesn't work means I don't want it enough. I get up at 3 a.m. to work with my one-to-one coach because that's when she's available. So <laughs> if yeah. you want it enough, you'll find a way. And yeah. I'm not saying that you have to do that but or find somebody in your time zone, but don't tell the person how to change. Like my son um, has a lot of specialist care. He's a high-needs child. When the appointments come in, I move whatever to go. I don't say, sorry, that doesn't work for me. No. So when we you, want you build enough, your business we... to support your life, not the other way around. Yes, exactly. And when things come up, and I'm also I'm also too, I'm clear with my clients. My children come first always. Like this, just this week, I had to move one of the group calls. I don't do it often and I give as much notice as I can. But there was an award ceremony. Both my kids were being getting awarded. I was like, I am being there. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure you're vetting your clients, your your group members accordingly, um, that they have the compassion and the empathy of, yeah, that's fine. They love that. That's what they want. They want to be able to have the boundaries. They want mm-hmm. to be able to set that. And like, there's been times where there was one time I couldn't run the call. I'd had some bad news. I was, I, I just like, this isn't going to be the best use of me today. I'm going to reschedule. I apologize. And I remember going to have a nap and part of your brain goes to everyone's going to ask for a refund and hate you, you know, because we have human brains and I wake up to thank you for modeling self-care for us. And I think sometimes, you know, this is what people want. They want desire. I'm not being flaky. I'm not going to the pub. I just, this isn't going to be the best today. And I want to be the best coach for you. I don't want to just dial it in. So there are times where things get moved but it's in service. And I always like to surprise and delight and give more. So like on the sales page, that is what is the minimum. There's heaps more bonuses. But the other thing too that I say is this is a bonus. So don't sign up for the next round and say, I'm signing up for this because I won't guarantee I'll do this again. Like the guarantee is what's on the sales page. Everything else is if I feel like it. (laughs) Yep. Oh my God. This is, didn't, didn't I tell you guys? I said it in the beginning. No bullshit. No bullshit. I like my people. Where can people find you? Where can they stalk you? Yes, I call it stalking because I stalk people. I literally Google them everywhere and see where where I can bug them. If you really want to talk to her, email her. But... <laughs> 
you know that already. I love responding to emails. I love it. And people, it's so funny. They're like, it's really you? And I'm thinking, yeah, because yeah. online so much of it is bots. Like you've got to say this exact word to get the bot. And I'm like, you know, I know that works for some people and I love it. But for me, I'm like, this is just too complicated. Send me an email and I will respond, but not instantly when I have capacity. So sometimes you'll hear back from me that day and sometimes it'll be a week. Um, so the best place to find me is my website, suzannekohlberg.com. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes because as we were yep. saying at the beginning, Kohlberg, I loved how you're like, I've practiced this. <laughs> that just made me, I was like, oh, my God. But then the Suzanne bit. I, I practiced like, I the last so name. I should have asked about the first name. <laughs> it's all good. And then um, my, I have a newsletter that I send once a week, wholly unique content. I don't have it anywhere else because one of my pet peeves is here's the blog. I'm like, I could find that myself. So yeah. like, I understand it's for clicks and all this sort of stuff, but I just like, you know, if you like a bit of a story and uh, you know, adventures that I get up to with my family, I send it out about once a week. And then if you respond to my email, I will reply to you. <laughs> yep. No VA. Suzanne. So, I have guys, one, but um, I don't, not for communication. Like it's something I, I like my email to be, to be like I email the person. So, and if ever they do, like if it's a pure admin type thing, there's a different email and it will say Suzanne's team or on behalf yeah. of. Like as another pet peeve of mine when the person's pretending to be, it's like I can tell in your languaging this is not you. So just own it. <laughs> yeah, we do the same thing where we have the the hi there at Ask Evie, which is like a collect all that might be a has and. Don't get me wrong, once in a while I have a clean out my inbox, but replying happens myself. If I'm in my email, I'm in my email. Yes. And with that, people, as already mentioned, all of the links are going to be easily available for you in the descriptions in the show notes. It's all right there. Thanks so much for joining me. You enjoy your next hour off just relaxing because I know you had about <laughs> as many podcasts as I have. Time for some self-care. And I hear and see everybody else in our next episode. Stay tuned. Bye, everybody. Thank you.